Hi Darklings and welcome back to another episode of The Darkened Doorway. Feels like we've been gone for ages. I know, it's only been a week and a half. <laughs> I know, we were a bit late this Almost week Almost three though. weeks. Yeah, yeah, we were, we're sorry. It's been a week. Yeah, it's who we are as people. It's just a mm. thing. And also, yeah. you know, we kind of do this for free. So, eh. We do, we do, mm. we do. Mm. Oh well. Look, look, we don't need to do it for free. Like, you know, we could take yeah, on some sponsors. I mean, We're more than happy to um, market, you know, almost anything. So, um, yeah, feel pretty free. Pretty much. Pretty much yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Although chocolate really <laughs> is high on the list, particularly if we need to taste test it first. Mm, if there are samples being sent, I 100% get behind that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What are we doing today? Mm. Yeah, so today I haven't really given you very much of a clue apart from just saying it's about Mr. Cruel. This one has given me many, many, many sleepless nights. And because we're a little late, it's been in my head for this whole two-week period. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to let it out today and I'm going to let it go and then I'm going to sage my whole house because... And I'm also going to do some home alone kind of um, style booby traps in the house too. And I'll get okay. to that. Why? Because, you know, I'm feeling a little creeped out, but um, that's okay. I'm going to make you all creeped out after this one as well. So I actually haven't even heard of this guy before. So that's weird. Mm. Well, and like I'm, look, the... I'm crime addicted. I listen to everything and I, I literally don't know this guy. This one is horrific and I do have to put out a whole bunch of trigger warnings on this one. There is oh, child abuse and child molestation and abduction and home invasion and just yucky stuff. So yeah, it's, mm. it's quite, it's quite a scary one and um, I'm going to kind of get you all in the mood and put you into the into the shoes or maybe the pajamas of um some oh. of the victims families so yeah so don't ruin pajama jams for me <laughs> you're gonna want iron cast ones let me tell you <laughs> i love oh, pajama jams well you can still wear your pajama jams <laughs> mr cruel was basically doing his horrifying thing in the 1980s and the 1990s he is an mm -hmm. unidentified and i'm going to say that because i'm just for now australian serial child molester and abductor and he terrorized the suburbs of melbourne during that period so it was more than a 10-year period and he mm. seriously left a trail of terror and misery behind him so are you ready i'm ready ready right. and waiting right. are you sure i'm not sure i am but all right i i'm ready okay here we go <laughs> you can do it okay so you hop into bed with your jammy jams on you and your partner you're curled up in bed you're sleeping you might feel a little bit off um it's 4 a.m in the morning you know maybe your spider senses are going off a little bit but you shake them off because you know why would anything happen in your home? It's the 22nd of August, 1987. Tucked up nice and snug, it's 4 a.m. You might might have heard 
something like a little rasp or a scrape or a tap and you think oh okay I'd go back to sleep it's nothing it's just the wind don't worry about it then that pesky creaky floorboard in the hallway you hear it and then but again you're like oh it must be the kids but the kids know not to step on that creaky floorboard and you hear your door open and you still think it's the kids and then you wake up to a knife or a gun being poked in your face and a man wearing a black balaclava with white stitching around the eyes and the mouth no thank you no thank you i'm out we're good end of episode thanks for listening everyone (laughs) (laughs) oh no 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 there's there's much more there's much more so you're lying there your partner gets woken up by a you know a hit in the face from a handgun and a man tells you to roll onto your face and put your hands and legs behind your back and he ties you up both of you he puts a gag in your mouth and he tapes your eyes shut with surgical tape he uses sophisticated sailor knots to tie you basically hog tie you face down in the bed you hear him walk out of your room down the hall towards your children's rooms he walks into the room of your six-year-old son and you hear some muffled noises and you hear him crying your son crying but then you hear the door shut and he walks out of there he's walking towards your daughter's room you hear the door open you hear a wake up you hear some scuffling and then the door shuts and the radio goes on more than two hours this goes on you're tied up in your bed you can hear your son whimpering occasionally you can hear a radio going you can hear noises in your child in your daughter's bedroom you don't know what they are but he's in there you know he's in there then you hear the door open and you hear him walk past that pesky squeaky step goes down to the kitchen makes himself some food you smell you smell food being cooked in your kitchen you hear the noise of kitchen and then he goes back up that hallway back into the room of your daughter and closes the door it continues the noises in that room continue then you hear the water running for quite a while and then that door opens and you hear him walking out of your house and the door closes it takes you 40 minutes to get yourself untied to go and see what happened to your daughter and to your son they find the daughter the son is tied up in the bed tied to his bed he's okay they go into the daughter's room and she's wet hair's wet she's sitting there she looks bruised and bashed she's not okay she's a shell of herself you go to call the police but your phone line's been cut (laughs) i'm feeling rage yeah yeah you do rage for my imaginary daughter and son that do not exist yep yep Hmm. i want to kill him And then on his way out, he actually stole a box of collective vinyl records and a blue coat with a fake fur collar. Doesn't that sound weird? (laughs) What a weirdo. Yeah. So that's a theme that'll happen throughout. It seems to be that he is there to steal and he's just taken advantage of this poor little girl. Potentially. So, okay. So do we actually know what he did to that little girl? I hate to ask Yeah, we do. Hours okay. and hours of sexual abuse. Yuck. Yeah. 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 
so yeah that's the that this is the beginning of our mr cruel story and um unfortunately this was not linked to any of the other cases that i'm about to talk about until the third attack great yeah <laughs> so and he was so cool calm and collected when he was telling those parents to roll over face down he did it with authority it was very planned they mm. they felt like he may have done it before because it was so you know so planned so scripted everything was under control how terrifying yeah. for them and also just immediately fills me with rage <laughs> immediate rage yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i bet yeah. they just wanted to kill him <laughs> yeah yeah 100 so mm. so that that kind of went um under the radar a little bit that was a horrifying thing that happened to this family and you can imagine your home being broken into your sacred space being broken into with your yeah. children, you know, it, it's just, you can't think of anything worse. Um, well, we, however, this we've one had that was... happen. Like Ooh. we've had that happen in our Ooh. house. We've had people break in and steal stuff from our house while we were in the house sleeping, but luckily they didn't come Ooh. near us and they didn't like, we don't have children, so they didn't touch any of our children. Um, and the dogs didn't bark, yeah. which I found weird, but yeah, like that yeah. felt violating. Wow. Imagine knowing that someone was still in your house for hours doing unspeakable things yeah. like i can't even imagine how furious you'd be oh yeah and helpless how helpless as well mm, so yeah. i um, did sleep with the knife under my pillow for a very long time after that <laughs> oh yeah yeah hence the you know home alone style booby traps throughout the house is what i was referring to before. understandable mm. Mm. yep yep but wait, there's more. <laughs> Sorry. Enjoy. Um, I know. So um, Mr. Krull didn't get his name until once they sort of linked a couple of the cases together. And initially, the media actually called him Mr. Cool, which makes me uncomfortable. And it was quickly changed to Mr. Krull. But he was called Mr. Cool because of his calm, collected, cool manner. And he basically oh. takes control of the space when he when he came into it. And um, yeah, so luckily, which and appropriately, they changed it to Mr. Cruel, but because yeah. once they got the information about the extent of what he did to the girls got out, mm. then yeah, Mr. Cruel does not fit that at all. No, not cool at all, dude. Not cool. No. That first attack happened in Lower Plenty. Uh, which is down near CBD of Melbourne. It's about 20-ish oh, k's out of Melbourne. Um, the next attack happened on the 27th of December, just after Christmas in 1988. So a little bit of time had passed. Uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Krull can control his urges, for want of a better mm. word, because you can see that it's about 18 months between attacks at yeah. this point so just after christmas december 1988 in ringwood in victoria john willis he's this is the father he was he was basically mm -hmm. he and his wife were home with their four young daughters in their home so sorry is this the father east. from the previous thing no no this is the new this is the new oh, um the next victim the new situation yeah 
so um, Ringwood is about 23 kilometers east of Melbourne CBD. And John couldn't really sleep this night, whatever was going on. He just, it just, he just couldn't sleep. And he mm. sat up not wanting to toss and turn in bed with his uh, waking up his wife. We all know that, you know, where you flip <laughs> around, and you annoy everybody in, in the bed. Um, mm. And so he stayed up and did a jigsaw puzzle to just try and, you know, get ready for sleep. And yeah. this basically took him to about 5 a.m. That's an intense puzzle. That's an intense puzzle and an intense, you know, icky feeling under your skin that you can't sleep, right? Mm. So John hopped into bed about 5 a.m. and fell asleep. About 5.30 a.m., a man wearing that ski mask, that black ski mask with the white stitching around the eyes and the mouth. So creepy. And I know, and wearing blue overalls, woke up his wife, Julie, Julie woke up to this man that's wearing the balaclava pointing a gun into her face and he basically poked her in the face and said, you know, wake up. Rude. She immediately started screaming. I know I'm not good in the mornings either. Mm. She started screaming and she like, she just instinctively knew this wasn't okay. Like Mm. I don't, in the morning, if somebody tried to wake me up, I would, I would have no idea where I was, but she instinctively knew this was bad. Yeah. And she screamed and told her daughters to run for whatever reason. Like there was no media about this at this point either. So yeah, okay. it wasn't like she knew that this was Mr. Cruel. Had she that just said, intuition. She just started screaming. Mm. Yeah. And told her daughters to run out of the house. Yeah. Wow. Mr. Mr. Cruel then um, told her to shut up in no uncertain terms and then turned to John and asked him if he was going to be a hero. I'm not sure what he said, but I don't think he said very much because he would have been just freaked out of his brain. And he also would have just woken up and been like, what the fuck is happening? Who are you and why is my wife screaming? Yeah, 100%. So he then bound and gagged the parents and made them lie face down again on the bed, bound their hands and feet with copper wire this time. Mm. He then demanded money. Okay. And John indicated the $35 on the bedside table um, as the only money in the house. So Mr. Cruel grabbed that. Yeah. Then he made his way to one of his daughter's room, a little Sharon Willis. Sharon heard him come into the room. She actually saw him come into the room because she heard her mum screaming. Mm. And Mr. Cruel knew her name and said her name as he walked into the room like hi Sharon oh that's so creepy like just to add another layer of creepiness Mm. and he must have been watching because he knew when John went to bed that wasn't happenstance that was I've been watching your house I know that you've just gone to bed seen the lights turn off blah 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 oh that's but he knew Sharon's name Mm. and remember they've got four daughters yeah um but but um Sharon was 10 years old the others were different ages um, you know, above and below Sharon, but it was the 10 year old that he went for. Yeah. He, he put tape over her eyes and a ball gag in her mouth and abducted oh. her from the house, just disappeared. Oh my God. You know, just grabbed her. Poor baby. She would have yep. been so scared. Mm-hmm. 100%. So he abducted Sharon and he dragged her into the night. Mm. Can you imagine those parents hearing hearing this? See, but my thing is, okay, because we're Italian, like I'd just be full of rage. I would feel the bloodlust. There's like, oh yeah, mm. 
okay you wouldn't have any wrists left would you but um yeah it was like trying to get out of that copper wire ah oh, i can't imagine how scared and frustrated those poor parents would have been and how angry it's just oh makes me a little stabby yeah yeah well you're welcome to if you find him to do the stabby stuff mm, yeah yeah yep okay all right so um just a little bit on um sharon she was described by her school principal as being quiet but very talented student she played multiple musical instruments and she was part of the victorian schoolgirl choir and she'd appeared on television show and she'd Mm. appeared on a television show for the choir a few weeks before i don't know if that's linked or not but she'd been on telly just recently Approximately 15 minutes after Sharon had been whisked into the night, her parents were able to free themselves from the copper wire ties and ran into the girl's bedroom only to find Sharon was missing. John tried to call the police, but again, their phone lines were cut, just like the first case. Yeah. He ran panicked to his neighbours and screamed for them to ring the police, and then he ran around the neighbourhood searching for Sharon in the hope that she'd escaped from her abductor. Mm. Oh. <laughs> it's just yeah it's a lot yeah I'm just I'm just in Sorry. a bit of a shocked silence about it all because I'm sitting here going oh the rage and like oh and the panic mm, the panic the true panic like terror I just it's just oh. terrifying mm. so the major crime squad was instantly alerted and cordoned off the area of Ringwood Initially, they thought that she'd been taken for the ransom money because Mr. Cruel had asked for money, but there was no ransom call made. And Mm. then they feared the worst, of course. Of course. This horror went on for 18 hours. She was missing for 18 hours and she was released um, just near the grounds of Bayswater High School. And a member of the public had actually potentially had a interaction with this Mr. Cruel while Sharon was in the car, potentially. Yeah. So they basically, a white Commodore with three blue stripes down the side of the car had been in and around the Bayswater area. And, uh, and Bayswater is about three kilometers from where Sharon was. And it had its lights off. It was at nighttime. It had its lights off. And as it came around the corner, it almost collided into this car. And the guy who he almost crashed into was full of rage because, Mm. you know, you idiot. And he was screaming at him. He pulled up beside him at the lights and um, was really having a bit of a road road rage episode. But the guy in the car, in the Commodore, kind of kept pulling his body forward and turning his head so he couldn't be seen and kind of inching forward. Yeah, right. And then basically took off and turned around the corner. And then... Mm. Um, just after that, um, unfortunately also this driver didn't get the license plates and didn't follow the car because of, it was just a man in the car. Yeah, that he like saw. a road rage incident. Yeah, that's right. And this guy obviously wasn't going to engage. So he wasn't going to, you mm. know, he wasn't going to get what he needed out of his road rage <sighs> incident. But about 50 minutes later, Sharon was dumped outside the Bayswater High School she was covered in a garbage bag that was taped up to her neck she had a man's shirt over the top and then another garbage bag was put over her head and sharon actually detailed 
how um, how he had made her hide under the dashboard. So she was most likely in the car at that point. Oh, that's so annoying. I know. And she also, this brave little soldier, detailed basically what had happened to her over that 18-hour period. And think of the worst and mm. that they're the pretty things much that there. happened. Yeah, but this man was so thorough in making her clean herself and himself. Mm. He scraped under all of their fingernails. <gasps> okay. He brushed her teeth and flossed her teeth. He serious? washed her intensely all over. And huh. then he put her into the garbage bag and taped it up to her neck and carried her um, covered with the garbage bag to the car. So there was no ability for her to take any contact trace or anything with her. And think, this was in the 1980s, 90s. That's really interesting. Yeah. In the 80s, yeah. uh, 1980s and 1990s, DNA wasn't that, you know, out there that it was easy to transfer so many things yes it was but not as you know mm. like right now we'd be like oh my god but it, i don't think if you weren't that meticulous you wouldn't scrape under the fingernails right it makes you it makes you think that maybe they've got some kind of background in that or something mm. that they would think of that because it's not like you know joe blow from you know the dodgiest part of town who's decided i just really like little girls because i'm a sicko um, yep. they wouldn't think to do that, like that no. extreme thing, unless they had a history. At least that's just my thoughts. But yeah. yep, do yep. continue. I see. I'm very going. intrigued. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, as we know, in a lot of cases with this sort of serial rapist or serial murderers or whatever, the timelines get shorter. So, when they're and escalating, it did, basically. Mm -hmm. About nine months later, we have another incident which is linked to Mr. Krull. This is the one that actually ends up giving him his name and really getting the task force out and um, basically really thinking, okay, we've got a serious problem here. We had a problem before, but mm. it's getting, these are getting closer together and it's going to end up in tragedy. And basically right through all of this, the police had actually said, because of his meticulous detail to cleaning the victims, they felt that, and they were blindfolded the whole time through their horrible mm. ordeal. They were basically told, don't you remove that blindfold. If they remove the blindfold, the police felt that, you know, it was going to end up yeah. with a homicide. Yeah. So because that's obviously the only safeguard that he had to make sure that they couldn't identify. 100%. Him. Yeah. He had also said in, in one of the situations where he said that his freedom was more important than their life. So wow. being a free man and staying anonymous was very, very important to this man. What a delightful human being. What a delightful human being. Yes, 100%. I hope he gets hemorrhoids and his hemorrhoids get chili, like chili rubbed on it and sand. That's an interesting. Creative creative but for me not enough okay yeah she's greater no no way more no? than that no okay. no I'll think, on, I'll think on something better <laughs> I actually think you'll need more than that okay <sighs> challenge accepted okay. all right okay so now 
3rd of July, 1990 in Canterbury, again, um, just outside of Melbourne CBD. All of these actual attacks were reasonably close to each other. They're all within 20 to 40 Ks in this sort of triangle shaped space. And I will add in um, some of the evidence that the girls gave later because they were re-interviewed down the track. So obviously after, once they realise what they're going on. So I will chuck back in some of the evidence that they gave. And some of it is is, um, these these girls uh, were so brave. Mm. Anyway, and yeah, again, think of all the horrible things that a man would do to a young girl given liberty and urges and it's not okay and disgustingness yeah it's not okay okay so the linus family they lived in canterbury again i said it was 1990 and this time what you'll find too is that each of the cases have happened during or around school holidays as well so pop that in your little crime bank um, for a little bit as well Mm, and that they're quite close together and that sort of thing Mm. so yeah pop that in and it's all the girls are about the same age but again we'll get to that shortly Mm. so the Linus family was a British family that had been in Australia for four years and already is it huh interesting So the Linus family is a British family that had been in Australia, in Melbourne for four years, Mm -hmm. and they'd settled, they'd settled in Canterbury. Dad, who uh, was working for Pricewaterhouse and uh, he was an executive, so he was reasonably well paid, well to do, that sort of thing. And Canterbury was a well to do suburb as well. Mm -hmm. Basically, he'd finished up his contract. And they were going back to England in a few days. The whole family was going back to England in a few days because he'd finished up his contract. Yeah. The parents had gone to dinner, a bit of a farewell dinner um, with some friends. And the two girls were home alone. A 15-year-old girl and a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. No. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. And I should say, because this is your thing, at 11.30 I don't know, seven, eleven <laughs> thirty. I'll just, Is that a you know, something bad's minute? coming. <laughs> something bad's about to happen when you say exact oh, times. Yeah. No, I do love me yeah. an exact time. Mm-hmm. So wearing a balaclava, that same balaclava with the, with the white stitching around the eyes and the mouth. That's so creepy. Um, yeah. A man breaks into their home with a knife and a gun. Obviously, the parents are out for dinner. The two daughters are home. Their bags are packed because they're moving to England shortly. Yeah. So he grabs the (laughs) 13-year-old, not the 15-year-old. Of course. He grabs the 13-year-old. He, um, The 15-year-old was tied up, um, uh, bound and gagged as well. And uh, and she was... um, basically her eyes were covered as well and Nicola the 13 year old again was uh, bound and gagged tape over her eyes he disabled the phones he searched for money and he said to his the 15 year old girl um tell your father to get me twenty five thousand dollars or or Nicola's dead seriously yep. okay yeah yep he made Nicola get her uniform and some undies 
her school, her school uniform, uniform from oh. yep yep from no. the Presbyterian mm-hmm. Ladies College mm-hmm. and um, made her grab those. So that's obviously part of his kink. Yep, you could say that. And then he grabbed her, um, stole the rented car from out the front. It was a little Barina or something like that. Stole that car, grabbed the keys, mm-hmm. stole the car, knew where the keys were, stole the car and then um, chucked her in the car, obviously, and drove to another car before driving around for about um, about 40 minutes or so is what Nicola said it felt like before arriving at a house. Okay, because my mind is always going to comical areas, I'm like he just went for a drive in the barina, like windows down, cruising the town, you know, with like no, no. the Venga buses coming. That was 90s, wasn't it, that song? No, no, no. I think this meticulous, meticulous man drove around to really confuse uh, Nicola because... Okay, so he wasn't just cruising. No cruising, no cruising. He he's he was very mm-hmm. like very planned, and I actually think that the house was nearby, which is why he drove for so long. Because when you look at the actual map, you'll see that it's um, that it probably was a house within the triangle, the Mister Cruel Triangle. Yeah, okay. But again, I'll talk about that in a bit because yeah. you know there's so much. <laughs> Parents return about forty minutes later. And they find their daughter tied up and very, very distressed. And obviously the younger daughter is missing. And you can imagine the parents saying to uh, to the older girl, what do you mean he wants $25,000? How does he want this money? Like, how do we get Nicola back? Mm. And all she knew was that he said, get your father to get me $25,000. That's it. Not how yeah. or anything. Imagine them asking and asking, surely you know more. Tell us more. I can, yeah. you know, they're just. They'll probably be blaming her a little bit, like going, well, well, you should know all the details about where he wants it to be and where the pickup is and yeah. and all that. But I'm guessing but this was is a... just a redirection. 100%. Now you're getting it. This is all part mm. of this, this red herring stuff. And there's more yeah. of it to come. So, again, you know, it's about money. It's about stealing. And they thought initially that, um Nicola had set this up because she didn't want to leave Australia they thought oh maybe it's a hoax and and again like the other ones they thought that it was just a ransom demand for for Sharon you know all of that sort of stuff so they kept thinking that oh it's about ransom this is about ransom oh maybe it's a hoax maybe she's making it up that's a hell of a hoax for a teenager I know but these were the things that were going through their brains because she didn't want to she didn't want to go but and they weren't um, connecting the whole mask with the home stitching arts and crafts thing going on. This this is the case that pulled it all together. So mm. um, they started to get a bit of the an idea. Um, so the first one kind of was missed, and then the the second and third one were linked together. And then that's when they found the first case that they know of. But there's more to come. Okay. And potentially more before that, but that's I'll give you some of his profile in a little bit mm-hmm. I'm sorry to drag it out but <laughs> there's so much I need to stay focused and on track this I is know, why we so can't much. miss a week because it gives yeah. you more time to research and then I you dig, end up down the rabbit hole <laughs> I am down the rabbit hole and he's been invading mm. my head for too long so I'm very glad that I'm letting it out to invade your head <laughs> so thank you so much <laughs> no problem do you want me to stop here? Because the next one is 
the big one. Do you want yeah. me to wrap it up here? Yeah. All right. All right. But I don't think I can get to the next bits because it's time. So Are I'm going to have to save. Yeah, I'm going to have to save them for the next episode. Okay, but we're but going to I do the next say... episode right now because, like, I need to know now the rest of this. <laughs> so I'm sorry, listeners. Right, Sucked in. I'm getting a I'm getting a free preview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, maybe we'll post them together. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Feeling cute. We'll might delete later. <laughs> all right, then. Well, darklings, okay. thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all social media things. And drop us a line about what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, or, you know, heckle us for the fact that we missed a week. Whatever makes you happy. (laughs) Whatever makes you happy. Until next time, Darklings. Bye, bye, bye.